Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It starts with B and ends with T. That's Dreft, the greatest suds discovery in 2,000 years. Dreft brings you The Life of Riley. Dreft, D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle for washing silks, woolens, nylons, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, another day has dawned in the little California bungalow of Chester A. Riley, and so far our hero has managed to stay out of trouble, but it's still very early. At the moment, Riley is relaxing in the living room in his corduroy-covered Morris chair while his wife and young son iron out a labor problem. Now, don't argue, Junior. I want that garage cleaned out today. Do you hear me? I heard you, but gee whiz, Mom. Do I have to, Pop? But certainly, Junior. You must always obey your mother. And as long as I'm the head of this house, your mother's gonna wear the pants. <laughs> Oh, but Pop. Now, that's enough, Junior. While Grandma Riley's visiting us, I want this place neat. Now, go on, get started on that garage. Oh, but, gee, I promised the gang... Junior, I you won't... obey your mother and respect her. Just remember what she does for you. When you need some extra money and you ask me for it, whose purse do I take it from? Your mother. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, Junior, clean the garage. Good. Well, how about you helping, Pop? Most of that junk in the garage is yours anyway. Junk, Junior, watch your language. That junk happens to be my personal rubbish. <laughs> now, if you don't get out there... Chester Riley, are you picking on my little grandson again? Always yelling at the boy. That's no way to bring up a son. But, Mom, I was just saying that Be I... quiet. No more of your lip. Well, I, I was just trying to get Junior to clean up the garage, Grandma Riley. What? Make that delicate child work while his hulk of a father sits around on his big overstuffed... Mom! Morris chair... <laughs> Chester, get out there and clean that garage. Do you hear me? I heard you, but gee whiz, Ma, have a heart. Stop your sniveling, you big baboon, or I'll turn you over my knee. I'm not so old that I can't do it. Oh, Ma, pick on someone your own size. (laughs) Go on. Get to work. All right, I'm going. Junior, you gonna stand by and watch your poor old broken-down father pushing a broom? You must always obey your mother, Pop. Uh, Hank, say something Here's the broom, dear Oh, it's a losing fight You, Mr. Riley, it's me, Waldo Benny I'm in the garage, Waldo Well, how's my little friend and neighbor? Oh, my sagging sacroiliac Trouble with your wife again, Waldo? Yes, we had an awful fight last night at dinner. Mm-hmm. We were having pig's feet, and I said I didn't like it. Oh, boy, that must have made her sore. What happened? Mr. Riley, were you ever kicked in the teeth by a pig's foot? Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, Waldo, you sure got it tough. Here, here, here's part of my newspaper. There's nothing like reading bad news in a paper to take your mind off your own troubles. Oh, that's your hometown paper, isn't it? Yep, Brooklyn Daily Eagle. Is anything uh, interesting going on there? Oh, plenty. 
I, I see by this ad here that my pal Joe McArdle is enlarging his brewery. Oh, he must be doing very well. Yeah. We used to live behind that brewery, Waldo. Oh. The view wasn't very good, but the air was certainly intoxicating. <laughs> hey, uh, here's another interesting item, Waldo. This'll kill you. Uh, read it, Mr. Riley. Yeah. Nurse confesses baby mix-up. Miss Cassandra Kelsey, former nurse at the Canarsie Maternity Home, who died yesterday, left a note in which she confessed that on February 9, 1908, while employed at the maternity home, she suddenly felt an uncontrollable impulse to change babies. Well, somebody has to change babies. <laughs> no, no, you, you don't get it, Waldo. It means that she mixed them up. Listen. Oh. Miss Kelsey admitted that she switched the name tags of three newborn infants with the result that three mothers went home with babies that were not really theirs. She gave no explanation for her strange act other than to say, I gave the prettiest babies to the prettiest mothers. <laughs> Is that a panic, Waldo? <laughs> Well, now, I'm not so sure, Mr. Riley. Oh, Waldo, where's your sense of humor? It's a scream. <laughs> hey, what was the name of that maternity home? Canarsie. Canarsie? Well, if that ain't... Waldo! I was born right there in that same hospital. My father was the night janitor there. <laughs> Mr. Riley, you were actually born in that same home where that woman switched the babies. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, sure, I was born... Oh, oh I know what you're thinking, but don't worry. I'm okay. You see, the paper says that these babies got mixed up way back on February 9th, 1908. But I wasn't born until February 9th, 1908. Oh. Oh. Mr. Riley, you mean... Yeah, I was born. On that day. Oh, Waldo. Now, now, now. Be calm, Mr. Riley. But, Waldo, if I ain't my mother's son, then I, then I ain't my kid's father. Oh, my poor wife. For 17 years, she's been married to a complete stranger. No, no, now, you're confused. Uh, don't you see? No matter whose son you really are, you're still you. Yeah, but who wants that? Oh, my poor family. What'll happen when I tell them I may be someone else? Well, now, you mustn't say a word. I'll check with that maternity home. Maybe you weren't one of the babies that was mixed up. Oh, I'm positive. For years, I've been mixed up. Now I know why. Oh, Walter, what am I going to do? Who am I? Now, now, don't despair, Mr. Uh, well, shall we say, Mr. X? <laughs> Please, Waldo, keep on calling me Riley. I hate to part with my name. Oh, Chester. That's her, Waldo, my mother. I mean, the lady who got me for her son. Oh, that poor innocent woman. Chester Riley, where are you? You hear that? She called me Riley. She don't suspect a thing. Chester, haven't you got this garage cleaned yet? My, you're lazy. I don't know where you get it from. Sometimes I wonder if you're my own son. No. No, don't say that. Listen, Mom. Don't mom me. All right, Mrs. Riley. But if we can't be mother and son, can't we go on just being friends? Oh, stop your gibbering. You get to work on this garage right away. I'll be back. Oh, Walter. It'll break her heart when she finds out I ain't her real son. Now, now, take it easy. Maybe you are. Maybe it's all a mistake. Let's just wait and see what develops. Yeah, but it won't be easy. I won't have any peace of mind until I find out one thing. Is I is or is I ain't her baby. <laughs> 
Did you finish the garage, Chester? Yeah, I finished, uh, uh, Mother. And about time, too. You ought to be ashamed. Oh, don't yell at me, please. After all, I'm your son. Ain't I? That's what they told me. <laughs> told you? Who told you? What, what did they say? It's a lie. I... Oh, Riley, will you stop jabbering? I'm trying to read. Yeah, Dumper. Sure, sweet darling wife. What's that in your hand, Chester? Uh, this, Ma? Well, I, I found it in the trunk in the garage. It's a picture of me as a baby laying on a bearskin. Look. Hmm. A face only a mother could love. <laughs> and you love me, too, don't you? Uh, seeing that you are my mother, I, uh, what did you say, Mom? I didn't say anything. Listen, Mama, I bet when I was a kid, all the neighbors used to say how much I look like you, didn't they? They did not. They were too polite to mention your looks in my presence. Peg, Peg, take a look at this picture. Don't I look like Mom? Huh? Well, frankly... Never mind. Junior, look, look at this baby picture of me. Oh, gosh, Pop, you sure were ball-headed. You're holding the picture upside down. <laughs> Come on, tell me, who do I look like? Well, uh, well, all kids look alike to me, Pop. Well, after all, I was a boy, baby. That much I know. Probably I look like my pop. Chester, that's no way to talk about your father. <laughs> Listen, maybe I look like Grandpa or my great-grandpa or my great-great-grandpa. I gotta look like somebody on our family tree. Keep going back, Chester. You'll find the right one. He's hanging from it by his tail. <laughs> oh, why was I ever born? Waldo. Oh, Mr. Riley. You got my message? Yeah, I've been looking all over the library for you. Silence, please. Uh, yes, ma'am, sorry. I've been right here in the reading room. Mr. Riley, I got a telegram from that maternity home. And it's all a mistake. Well, well don't tell me it's a mistake. It's, it's... No, it's as bad as we thought it was. The records show that only three babies were born on that same day, and you were one of them. And that nurse switched all the babies. Oh, then I ain't really the Riley baby. No. And that sweet little old lady in my house... Ain't really my mother. Definitely not. <laughs> but I want her for my mother. <laughs> Silence, please. <laughs> yes, ma'am, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh well, no. Now, 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 control yourself, Mr. X. Remember, if you're not Riley, you may be somebody who's better off. Now, how would you like to be the rightful heir to $10 million? I don't want it. When you add that ten million to the sixty bucks a week I'm making now, it'll put me in a higher income tax bracket. And <laughs> I, uh, ten million? Yes. One of the two other babies you could have been exchanged for is Hugo Dalrymple III. He inherited ten million dollars. And then if I'm a Dalrymple, that ten million is really mine. Ten million. Oh, boy! If you don't keep quiet, I'll have you thrown out of the library. Oh, yeah? Who do you think you're talking to? I'll buy this library and throw you out. Yes, sir. Sorry. See, Waldo, ain't it wonderful to be rich? T tell me, how did you find out about this rich Dalrymple? Well, I found a magazine article about him. Here. He just bought a yacht for a million dollars. What? He's got his nerve throwing out my dough on yachts. He's taking the bread out of my starving family's mouth. But there's still nine million left. That's right. Nine million dollars. All mine. 
Oh, the wonderful things I'll be able to do for Peg. Now she can have Mrs. Zabisco, the cleaning woman, come in twice a week. And I can send the kids to the best colleges. And, and my mother, my dear old mom, I'm giving her $2 million outright. Now, now, wait. Remember, she's not your real mother. The court may not allow it. Well, then I don't want the money. Well, but if you're Dalrymple, it's yours. Uh, that's right. Well, I'll get around it when the court ain't looking. I'll, <laughs> I'll slip the two million into her purse. Now, come on, we got to get a lawyer. we got to get hold of that dough. I want action. I want to get started. Now, now, right? now, wait. We must be sure of our ground. You may not be Dalrymple after all. Remember, there was still another baby born that day, and his name was Caddius W. Jukes. Jukes? Uh, well, how much do these Jukes people got? Not a cent. Then I'm a Dalrymple. <laughs> you can't be sure. Now, this book here is all about the Jukes family, and they have quite a reputation. They have, huh? Well, <laughs> money ain't everything. It's good to be famous, too. Uh, what is my family famous for? Huh? Every one of them were lunatics. Lunatics? <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, no. it's all in this book. All the women turned out to be morons and thieves. Oh, Oh, the women, but I'm a man. The men were all killers. Killers? Waldo, I may be a killer. Maybe. This book describes the typical juke reaction. Tell me, did you ever have a red film come over your eyes? Did you ever feel a blind rage taking hold of you? Yeah, lots of times. At ball games. I always yell, kill the umpire. Well, a, a lot of people yell that. Yeah, they all yell it, but I mean it. <laughs> Oh, Waldo, if I'm a Jew... Now, I... now, don't jump at conclusions. You may be a Dalrymple. No, no, I feel more like a Jukes. I got all the reactions. But I, I never actually killed anyone. That shows I'm okay, don't it? Well, not necessarily. This book points out that lots of the Jukes men committed murder while they were unconscious of their act. Oh, this is terrible. From now on, I can't take chances. I gotta stop going around while I'm unconscious. <laughs> Kraft will bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. Meantime, this is Ken Carpenter with some wonderful news for you ladies. Listen to this. Drift. Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery washes dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Drift gets even glasses crystal clear and sparkling whether you polish them or not. Just think, ladies, until Drift came along, you never dreamed such wonderful dishwashing results were possible. But here's the answer. Drift is entirely different from any soap or soap flakes you ever used. It's a new and wonderful kind of suds that rinses clean and clear. Dreft can't leave any streaky film on dishes the way all soaps do. That's it. That's the miracle of Dreft. With no soapy streaks to wipe away, your Dreft-washed china and glasses dry so sparkling, they're ready to grace the finest dinner table. And another thing, you like the way those mountains of rich Dreft suds get rid of dishpan grease, the way no soap could ever do. Dreft suds are kind to your hands, too. Now, that's mighty important when you do dishes three times a day. So ladies, prove Dreft's thrilling results in your own dishpan. Monday morning, ask your grocer for that bright green package of Dreft, the amazing suds discovery that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Remember, don't get left, get Dreft. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
Well, poor Riley read in his hometown paper that all the babies born in a certain maternity home on a certain date had been switched to the wrong parents by an irresponsible nurse. Having been born in that same hospital on that very date, Riley became convinced that he isn't really a Riley. He fears that he actually belongs to a notorious Jukes family whose members for generations have been killers. Junior, my poor boy, come here. What is it, Pop? Say, what are you doing with all those knives and scissors? Don't ask questions. I'm giving them all to you. Me? What for? Well, it'll be safer if they're in your hands. Oh, gee, Pop, you're acting awful funny. I am? Get away from me, quick. Go on, take the knives. Do I have to? Hurry, take them before I get unconscious. But how come? Stop pestering me with questions. Junior, stop annoying your father. Well, all I asked was... Now go on outside and play, dear. Okay. Gee whiz, can't you even ask a simple question? Riley, is something wrong? Something on your mind? No, no, there's absolutely nothing in my mind. It's the same as always. (laughs) Why? Well, nothing. It's just that you look kind of worried. Well, I'm okay. I I, I gotta go now, Peg. I promised Jim Gillis I'd see him tonight. Oh, must you go? You went out last night. We should stay home tonight. I'm a little nervous. Why should you be nervous, Dumplin'? Haven't you seen this paper? Here, look. Killer strikes again. Last night, the ruthless killer who's kept the city in a state of terror struck down another innocent victim. Police are convinced that this is the act of a homicidal maniac. Oh, no, Peg. You hear what it says? A homicidal maniac. A maniacal homiac. I mean, a motorcycle homiac. Riley! Control yourself. What are you getting so excited about? Oh, Oh, wait a minute. The murder was last night, but I got an alibi. I was playing poker with Gillis last night. Hmm? What are you muttering about? Peg, I was playing poker last night. Well, I know. That's why I think you ought to stay in tonight. Oh, what a relief. Peg, I was playing poker last night. I know, I know. You just told me. Oh. Oh! Oh. What's wrong now? But I may have been unconscious. I just think I was playing poker. What do you mean, you think? What's the matter with you, Riley? Will you act like... Oh. Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Gillis. What? Oh, just a minute. Oh, it's Jim Gillis. He wants to know when you're coming over. Gillis, huh? Peg, listen. Ask him if I was at the poker game last night. Well, what on earth Peg, for? please don't ask questions. Just do me this favor. Ask him. It's very important. All right. It's the silliest thing ever heard of. Uh, hello, Mr. Gillis. Uh, listen, was my husband at the poker game last night? I said, was my husband at the poker game would you mind repeating that question again? Oh, I see. Um, hey, fellas, Riley's missus wants to know was Riley at the poker game last night. Ah, them nosy wives always checking up. Riley must be on a spot. We got to protect him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- leave it to me. Uh, hello? Yeah, I'm still here, Mrs. Riley. Bad connection. Yeah. Listen, Riley wasn't at the poker game. Well, sure, I'm sure. No, honest, we didn't see him all last night. Riley wasn't nowhere near Yes, I believe you. Yes. Goodbye. Well, that's funny, Riley. Jim Gillis said you weren't at the poker game. But you said... I wasn't, but it's true. Riley, what's this all about? Peg, run for your life! <laughs> what? Riley, what on earth's the matter with you? What... Well, see, I, 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 this is the thing I got my dog. I can't even talk straight. Now, look, dear, please lie down and relax. I'll talk to you when you're in your right mind again. She'll have a long, long wait. 
What a mess. If they ever find out who I really am, I'm a dead pigeon. Can I help, Riley? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> hey, Digger, what are you doing out in the street in your underwear? Underwear? Yeah. This is my uniform. You forget I'm a member of the UEPTT. UEPTT? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Fallbearers track team. <laughs> Tonight, we Undertakers staged a walking race. Yeah, well, who won? I did. I broke the record. I walked a hundred yards in half an hour. Now they're calling me Jet Propulsion Odell. Listen, Digger, I'm in an awful hole. Tell me about it. If you're in a hole, I'd be glad to smooth things over. <laughs> oh, it's awful, Digger. I'm going to bring shame and disgrace on my family. Oh, no, Riley. Perish the thought. Once when I was a lad, I shamed my father. I took a sign from a landscape gardener and hung it on the door of my daddy's undertaking establishment. Oh, he was devastated. Why, what did the sign say? Let us do your planting for you. <laughs> oh, Digger, you gotta help me. The way things are now, I want to disappear off the face of the earth. You've come to the right man. Pray continue. Well, it's hard to explain, Digger. I, I do things when I don't know I'm doing them. Did, did you see that movie, Spellbound? Ah, yes. With Gregory Peck and Ingrid Bergman. A superb cinema. Gregory Peck staring aghast at a white tablecloth. Gregory Peck descending the staircase with a razor in his hand. I adore Ingrid Bergman. Please. So gay. Well, I ain't gay. I, I, I can't tell you why, but I'm going to pack and get out of town for my family's sake. This is goodbye, Digger. I'll never see you again. Oh, I don't know. I once wrote a little poem that says, Go where you will, my wandering friend. You'll come back to Digger in the end. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Here's your suitcase, Mr. Riley. Thanks, Waldo. Well, I'm all packed. I better get going before the family gets back. They'll miss you, Mr. Riley. Yeah, that's the only way. Did you pack the little mementos of my family? Peg's picture and my daughter Babs' bobby socks? Yes, but I didn't know what to put in to remind you of Junior. I won't forget my poor boy. I'm wearing his football nose guard over my heart. Oh, Waldo, I hope they won't forget me either. Well, I won't let them. I'll tell them that you did this for their sake. No, 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 Waldo. It's better that they don't know nothing. Let them go on thinking of me as Riley, the happy father, instead of Jukes, the happy murderer. I'll keep your secret. Now, you'd better hurry before they get home. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to say goodbye to my house. <laughs> goodbye, house. <laughs> and my Morris chair. 
Goodbye, Morris. <laughs> oh, Waldo. Riley, we're home. Hey, Mother. Hiya, Pop. The movie was over early. Evening, Waldo. Chester, take your hat off in the house. Well, I was just going out, Mother. Uh, I, I, I mean, Mrs. Riley. Uh, uh, Madam. What do you mean, Madam? Riley, where were you going at this hour? Hey, look, Mom, he's got a suitcase, too. But, well, Riley, what are you up to? You'd better tell him, Mr. X. Listen, everybody. <laughs> I'm doing it for you, honest. Doing what? I'm leaving home. What? Leaving home? The idea. Why? Well, I I, I just got some terrible news. I found out that I'm, I, I'm kind of uh, uh, not quite right in the head. Well, what's news about that? <laughs> Oh, Riley, honest. You don't understand. I, I was a mixed-up baby. They mixed up all the babies in that hospital the night I was born. What hospital? In Brooklyn, the Canarsie Maternity Home. So what? You weren't born in any hospital. I wasn't born? Honest? <laughs> that was just your father's bragging. He wanted the neighbors to think he could afford to send his wife to a private hospital. Well, then where was I born? In the back seat of a buggy on the way to the Sixth Ward Chowder Party and Picnic. <laughs> And on account of you, I didn't see your father win the potato race. <laughs> but that's impossible. My name is in the hospital's records. Sure, your father was a night janitor there. He put your name down on one of those file cards so he could show it to all the neighbors. The big show-off. <laughs> so now you can stop worrying, dear. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You mean I'm not somebody else? I'm really and truly myself? Of course you are. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> Riley's will be back in half a minute. Ladies, Drift opens up a brand new world of beauty for your silks, nylons, and woolens. Yes, Drift performs washing miracles no soap in the world can do. Why, Dreft makes your stockings look lovelier and wear longer than any soap or soap flakes you've ever used. As for woolens, say, Dreft washes your precious new sweaters, blankets, baby things softer and fluffier than ever before. Lingerie, too, shares in new beauty with Dreft. Those gentle Dreft suds keep dainty underthings brighter, fresher, gayer than any suds before in history. Here's why. Unlike soaps, Dreft suds rinse clean and clear. Draft leaves no dulling soap film to make your nice things look old and faded before their time. So, ladies, keep your lovely wardrobe dressed up with Draft. Remember, don't get left, get Draft. Well, you're feeling better, dear. Yeah, Dumplin'. Gee, I'm an awful nuisance, ain't I? Always getting into jams. With all the fellas you could have had, why did you ever marry me? Well, I, uh, I married you because of your looks. Oh. Oh, oh my looks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wanted our marriage to last, and I figured with your face, no other woman would ever take you away from me. <laughs> oh, there you go, flattering me again. <laughs> Dr. and 
Babel, makers of Dreft, the sudsing miracle for soaps, nylons, woolens, dishes, invites to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Listen to William Bendix a few days from now when he visits the amusing new radio show, That's Finnegan. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script was written by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Shipp. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. Others in the cast were Tommy Cook, Dink Trout, Jane Morgan, and Constance Stone. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history, use Draft. Don't get left, get Draft. Well, well, the school bell. Come, fair student, time to spell. I'll spell D-R-E-N-E, dream, for glamour, luster, sheen. Right, dream shampoo. You see, dream is not a soap shampoo and never leaves dingy film on hair to dull its natural brilliance. Reveals up to 33% more luster than any soap shampoo. Yes, for lovely, lustrous hair. Dream shampoo with hair conditioning action. No other shampoo leaves hair more lustrous, yet so easy to manage. Yes, dream. List again next week when Draft, the sudsing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, brings you the life of Riley. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.